All right, everybody, welcome to the Faith Builders Church live stream. Before we get started tonight, I just want to invite uh, these uh, Titus and Josh up here. These two have been incredible men of God to help us put all these uh, live streams together. I want you guys praying for these two guys. I want you guys blessing these guys. And uh, just thanks a lot, guys, for everything you do. It makes a world of difference, okay? All right, well, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to get on with our service here. And uh, this is part two of being a disciple of Christ. And last week we talked about being a disciple of Christ. That means that you're not your own. And, you know, in, in every area of our lives, we truly see this. We truly witness this. And let me just kind of bring you through a few things real quick. So, you know, most of us uh, have either have a job or have had a job. And if you don't have one, praise God, God's got one for you. That, that's the word of the Lord for you. Listen, you work for God and you do everything as unto him. But let's pretend that you work for a business. And if you work in that business, how many people know that to be a part of that business, you've got to follow the rules. You, you don't have to agree with the rules. You, 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 you don't have to think that what they do is, is, is good or whatever. But at the end of the day, if, if you're not a good employee, chances of you maintaining that job are going to be very slim. You know, that boss is going to come to you and they're going to say, hey, listen, you know, I appreciate what you do, but, you know, this gossiping or, you know, this, this way you're doing this work is not producing what we want. And, you know, at the end of the day, we need you to get on with our program. Well, how many people know if you don't get on with their program, you're, you're going to not have a job there because the boss or the owner of that company their responsibility is to the company, is to making sure that the company functions the way they designed it to function. And sometimes we don't understand why the boss wants things done a certain way. But I promise you, there's a reason for the way they're doing business. And the more we can become unified around the way that business runs, the more that business will flourish. Of course, we know that about our families, right? If, if we're just part of the family, but we're not really participating, we're not following the rules of the family, boy, it's going to be a very difficult marriage. It's going to be a very difficult, you know, father or mother relationship with the child or the child to the, to, to the parents. We know this is true in a church, you know, you, you, you respect the way that church is functioning. It doesn't mean you're going to come back there. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to make this your church. But at the end of the day, you're going to function within the capacity of that church. And if you don't, things are going to not work the way they should. This is true in our communities, right? If we all just blow red lights because, well, I got to get somewhere and, and I have to get there by a certain time. Listen, if everybody started doing that, we'd have complete chaos and, and things wouldn't work right. You say, where are you going with all this, Pastor Paul? Well, where I'm going with all this is that there's something called the kingdom of heaven. And it runs a certain way. And if you are a citizen of that kingdom, that means you've got to be willing to do it God's way. 
Because if you don't do it God's way, things won't go well for you. You're not going to get the promotion that God has for you, just like you would on that job. You see, God's got a way of doing things, and His way of doing things are found in the Word of God. And the moment you can start to follow the pattern of God and understand, I'm not my own. I'm just a steward of everything that God's given to me, my giftings, my talents, my abilities, even my health. I'm, I'm, I've got to be a steward of that health. But at the end of the day, if we're not being good stewards, which just means we're not doing things the way God would want them, then how do the elements of God's kingdom here on earth begin to operate in your life? How do you become something greater than what you could have become on your own? These are deep questions that I hope go deep into your heart and into your mind to really start to go, wow, am I really willing to be discipled? Am I willing to let Jesus not only be my Savior, but also the Lord of my life? Because that Lordship is going to lead you. It's going to guide you. It's going to put you in a position that you couldn't have put yourself in. But because Christ is in your life and he's the Lord and he's directing it, he's going to start to start taking you from A to B to Z a lot quicker than you could. You see, one moment of God's favor in your life changed your whole life forever. One moment. And yet God wants to give you his favor over and over and over again. And over again, it'll never come to an end to what God can and will do through your life if you'll become a disciple of his. So let's read in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 18. And it says, Then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everybody, everywhere, and it says, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. And I'm going to continue to read on, but I'm going to pause right here. Because of your work to take the gospel of the good news to other people, people will be baptized and people will be saved. Because you were obedient to do what God called you to do. Well, I don't know what I'd say to them. I, I don't know what I could do for them. I, I don't know if I could save them. Praise God, you can't save them. Jesus can save them, but he's, he's going to use you to connect them to the word of God because he lives on the inside of you. He'll give you the words to say. Well, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I don't, you know, quote the right scripture or whatever? Listen, if, if you're dependent on what you can do to get people saved, get them to, you know, be baptized and all of those things, listen, you, you've already, you're just not discipled yet. Disciple means, no, I can do it. In fact, as you do it, that becomes the catalyst for your discipleship. That's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to nurture who you are in Jesus Christ. And you know what? Just because you didn't say something correct, and maybe that person didn't get healed, maybe that person didn't get saved, maybe that person didn't whatever, it doesn't make any difference. You planted seed. And listen, you can't make that seed grow. God makes that seed grow, but that seed will never be planted in the ground if you just don't follow that simple commandment right there to get out there and take the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. It says, but anyone who refuses to believe as a result of your work, they will be condemned. 
These miraculous signs, oh, you're going to love this part, will accompany those who believe. It says they will cast out demons in my name. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to call, you know, Titus to come and, and do that part. You know, that, that, that would freak me out. Well, listen, yeah, Titus could come and do it for you. But praise God, if you believe, right, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. That's you. You need to be discipled enough to take what you've got which is, I mean, Jesus and, I mean, the anointing of God that rests upon your life, that protects you, I mean, that is causing you to overcome in every area of your life if you believe. But God wants to take that belief and he wants you to take it to other people. It says they will speak in new languages. That means that you would be able to speak in new tongues. Have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I do not have time this evening to go into what the, all the nine gifts are, but praise God, once you have your heavenly language, once you can pray uh, in, in tongues, and I'm telling you, it's in the Word of God, once you can do it, Jesus said it right here as well, it's what He's talking about. Once you have that ability, you have access to all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to need them, I'm telling you, to cast those demons out. It says they will be able to handle snakes with safety. So what does that mean? We, we don't handle snakes in this day and age. But praise the Lord, if, if something happened where you're not safe, I'm telling you, you would be able to handle that situation safely. And if they drink any poisonous thing, it's not going to hurt them. So, you know, there's lots of poisons out there, I mean, including pharmaceutical drugs, right? I mean, if you've ever watched a, a commercial on a pharmaceutical drug, it'll show you a picture of people out in a beautiful field somewhere with the sun shining on them and smiles on their faces. And all of a sudden on the end of that, that commercial, the auctioneer comes on and talks to you about all the horrible things that will happen to you, potentially, if you'll take that drug. Listen, you, some, of, some of you need to be more compliant with your drugs. I'm going to tell you that right now until you can find another way. But I'm also going to say this, that if you take that drug, there's your scripture right there to protect you from all the stuff that the auctioneer talks about. It says they'll be able to place their hands upon the sick and they will be healed. Not they might be healed. No, it says they'll be able to lay, you will be able to lay your hands as a disciple of Christ on people and they will be healed. Do you believe? Do you believe? Think of the miracle that you received. Someone prayed for you in your life. What are you going to do to do the same for others? You're not just here to occupy space. You're here to be discipled, to do the will of God. It says, when the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. Praise God, Jesus did it and he sat down and he ain't going to come back and do it again. You know, sometimes we, we just want to take Jesus again and you know, get another cross and just, you know, nail his hands back to the cross and nail his feet back to the cross because the first time didn't accomplish what it is that you need in your life today. You don't need to do that. You just need to believe that it's already a finished work. And it says, and the disciples went everywhere, and it says they preached 
and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they had said by many miraculous signs. You see, you're, you're already equipped. You, you, you're, you're, you're loaded, you're locked, you're, you're ready to go. You got Jesus on the inside of you. And I mean, you are his property. And listen, you have the ability to now take what Jesus has already accomplished because the finished work is living in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're able to go out there and do what a disciple does. You are called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Some of you are waiting for permission. You know, maybe the pastor will give me permission or maybe so-and-so will give me permission to do the work of Christ. You don't need the permission of anybody anywhere to do the work of Christ. You've already been commissioned to do it. You've already been empowered to do it. You already have the ability to go out and lay your hands upon people and they will recover. That's what a disciple does. But if you're not busy, if you're not doing what Jesus said over and over, he's like, hey, Everybody everywhere he went, you know, challenged him, you know, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the government of the day. And they're like, who do you think you are? What, what do you think you're doing? Like, and how can you possibly do the things you're doing? This is, this is horrible. And Jesus said, you know what? I must be about my father's business. And you know what? You must be about your father's business. You must take your cross and follow Jesus. Well, what did Jesus do? I mean, he healed. He, he did all kinds of things that were so supernatural that people, I mean, flogged him. But if all we're doing is depending on a few people to do that work, it's going to take a lot longer to get it done. You are empowered to be a disciple of Christ. And listen, if you're looking for permission, I, as your pastor, give you permission to act on the power of God that lives on the inside of you. If Pastor Barb, our senior pastor, was here, she would tell you the same thing. You're empowered to do it. You're not called to the four walls of the church. You are called to the world to take what Christ has given you and begin to distribute it to all humanity. I tell you, we could turn the whole world upside down in a few days if every Christian could take what the Word of God says right here and apply it to their everyday life. Luke 6 and ver verses 17 through 19. It says, When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. It says there were people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and as far north as the seacoast of Tyre, Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear Jesus and to be healed of their diseases. And those troubled by evil spirits were healed. It says everyone tried to touch Jesus because healing power went out from him and he healed Every single one. I've heard so many people say, you know, Pastor Paul, uh, thank you for praying for me. You know, and if, if it's God's will that I'm healed, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be healed. Thank you for your prayers. If it's God's will that you be healed, I mean, what? I, 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 I 
can, I can find no scripture in the Bible that would say that it's not God's will that a person be healed. Not, I mean, where that idea came from, I have no idea. You need to realize it's always God's will to save, to deliver, to heal. I mean, to, to do what God does. There's no sickness in God. He can't put sickness on you. Listen, hey, he, he's, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. And, and all he wants you to do is have faith in him and, 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 and really simplify that and dumb it down and not make it complicated and just say, you know what, Jesus, I know that by your stripes I was already healed. I know that. I receive it every day. Anybody who would pray for me, I'll, I'll receive it. And I'm not going to get into a debate as to whether it's your will or not, God. Otherwise, why would Jesus, why would the, why would Jesus take that beating upon his body so that we'd be healed, which is what the Bible says, but then God come back around and say, well, you know, except for this, or except for that, that, that sickness, Oh, except for that person. No, the Bible says what he does for one, he will do for everybody else. He's not a respecter of people. He's a respecter of his word. But you're going to have to take the word and you're, you're going to have to adopt that into your everyday life. You, you can't be wishy-washy that God's out to try to hurt you or, or cause problems in the world. That is foolishness. We, I mean, people are the ones that are causing the problems in the world. It's not God. God's got an answer. He's got a solution to every single problem. There's no problem that's too big. God is bigger than all of it. Combine all the problems that have ever occurred, put them all in one place, and God's still bigger than that. He's got an answer for that. He's, Jesus said, I overcame the world. He overcame the world. Why did he overcome the world? Because you couldn't, because I couldn't. We need Christ. We need to be disciples of Christ. We need to take what God has given to us and understand that these are real gifts that he wants to distribute to other people who need what he has too. But if you're confused about what God, God's will is for your life and that you know maybe he's going to bring sickness, maybe he's going to make you lose your job, maybe he's going to you know cause financial hardship on you, that is a bunch of nonsense. I can't find anything in the New Testament that would support that. Listen, God's not with us like he was in the Old Testament. He's in us. And if he's in us, I promise you, there ain't, no, there ain't no poverty in heaven. There ain't no sickness in heaven. There ain't no lack in heaven of any kind. There's no divorces in heaven. No, God's not doing these things. I'm telling you, God is trying to deliver us from them all. And the only way that can happen is by belief in the power of his word to do it. I got a couple more scriptures to read here, and I'm going to do it fairly quickly. Luke uh, chapter, uh, oh, we, we read that one. Perfect. Let's go to John 14, 12 through 14. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone, anyone, that, that, is, that is you. That, that's me. That's, that's ever, anyone. Listen, the guy sitting in prison, anyone. Well, but I did this to these people. No, any, anyone. 
who believes in me will do the same works that I have done. This is Jesus talking. And even greater works will anyone who believes in me, believes in Jesus, will do the same works that I've done. It says, because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You see, the Son brings glory to the Father because the Son is the one who made it possible for you and I to lay hands upon the sick and they'll recover, to ask for anything in the name of Jesus. And it would happen as long as it's in accordance with God's will and His Word. I'll tell you, this is powerful stuff that you possess because you're anyone and all you need to do is believe in Jesus Christ and you can become the vessel of God's glory. I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt the only reason any human being is on this planet, whether they know it or not, is to be a vessel of God's glory. God's not going to do it. He's it's already done. But he's going to use the glory of what's already done to work through you. You've got to take what God has done and take it to the world. And you have the ability and the talents to do it. They're all on the inside of you. It's all a finished work and Jesus is there to make sure that it happens. We come to that part of our service where I need to close. But before I do, I want to make sure every person watching this broadcast has an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It, it's, 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 it's everything. It is everything. And all you got to do is say a simple prayer. It's simple. Don't make it complicated. I want you to write, if you, if you say this prayer, I want you to write it on your calendar. I've been saying this the last few weeks. Put it on your calendar. And say, I prayed the salvation prayer on this day. And you begin to watch how your entire life is going to start to take a whole new course, a whole new direction. And don't worry if things don't make any sense in the beginning. Stay in faith. Believe in, no, I said that prayer and I believe that Jesus came into my life. So let's say that prayer together right now. Let's get it right with Jesus. And let's get on with what he has. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I thank you for your forgiveness in my life. Holy Spirit, come live in my life. I make you the Lord of my life. And I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you so much for saying that prayer. And if you did see that, say that prayer, please put in the feed next to this live stream or below this live stream, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior so that we can get materials into your hands that will lead you, I mean, into a place of victory in your life like you've never known before. We as Faith Builders Church want to help disciple you. Hey, tune in this Sunday. Pastor Barb's got an amazing message for you. Until then, God bless you all and go and be and create disciples for Christ.